Hey, welcome to Royal Hope Podcast. Our purpose is to reveal the true source of hope, which is found in Jesus Christ. Think about Joseph's journey from his dream mm-hmm. that he had this dream that like his brothers, it was these sheep and the, these uh, sheep, which was like wheat staffs, was bowing down to his and all these dreams, mm-hmm. right? But look at what happened to Joseph. Joseph's brothers threw him into a pit, was considering to kill him, but instead they sold him into uh, slavery to these merchants, right? Mm-hmm. And so the person that buys him, he has to, you know, wait. He could have just said, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to grumble and complain. But no, he did it to his best ability yeah. and still served God. And he was made ahead of that, the servants of this household, right? Then we look at that point. Yep. And the, his master's wife wanted to lay with him. And he said no. And he did the right thing and was misaccused of doing wrong and thrown into yep. jail. And the jailer made him a head of those in prison. But when he was in prison, yep. he interpreted those dreams of the cupbearer and uh, I can't, was it the baker? I I, I, yeah, yeah. I believe so. And so he interpreted both dreams. And one of them, he said, well, you're going to be put back into this high place and remember me when you are. And the other one was not so lucky. And so how, you know, this person fulfilled what Joseph said, was put back into his high authority place with the the Pharaoh, right? And, and mm-hmm. forgot about him for... A couple of years at least, right? So, but he's still in there praising God. He's still in there honoring God and just being obedient. And when he's remembered, he's eventually put up into that place, right? He interprets the dream that the Pharaoh has and, and the Pharaoh puts him ahead and he collects the food. His brothers come and his dream is finally fulfilled. But look at the journey that he had. He had... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. He had to, he had to be obedient where he was at in the moment. Yep. And yeah. sometimes it didn't look so good. Where some of us would just be like, "Okay, I'm done. I, you know, I'm, I yep. quit. I just will just sit here and do absolutely nothing because what's the point?" He didn't. He was obedient where he was at, and God opened the doors, and that the dream that he had what probably felt like ages ago finally came fulfilled. And I almost think yeah. like, this is my thought, but I almost think like that dream that he had from God, that that thought that he had from God kind of kept that hope going. Like, I know God's promises. I believe so too. And also yeah. about the calling, going back to about the calling, yeah. I think that it's in the whisper sometimes and not necessarily a big but buying it. Yep. You know, it's just being obedient, having that relationship with God and sometimes in that whisper. You're hearing something in that whisper and then you just be obedient to it. And then it's always sometimes it's that whisper. Um, The third point 
I kind of want to say about something you said was when you were working at Chuck E. Cheese, you kind of probably did a lot of grunt work uh, at the job, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Um, sometimes being obedient to God and doing what he wants us to do isn't so glamorous. <laughs> um, That's true. But I kind of look, I was reading Philippians. And Paul writes, mm-hmm. this is a letter from Paul. And it yep. says in the very first verse in the greeting, Paul and Timothy, bond service of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to research this word specifically that he was using about bond servant because I wanted to understand where he was coming mm-hmm. from. And there, it's a Greek word. And if, if anybody wants to look it up, it's spelled D-O-U-B-S. But the the definition of it says a permanent voluntary role of service to Christ. And I read a paper on it and I said this. And in the New mm-hmm. Testament, usually those that were bond servants refer to as they voluntarily did this, right? So he's saying yep. here, bond servants. Paul and Timothy, bond service of Jesus Christ. Meaning they are voluntarily being roles of service to Christ. And it's not just um, mm-hmm. just for a little while. It's a permanent situation. So he's saying, no matter what I am to do, whatever God has me, I am going to be obedient in this act of service. You know, so he did. He was a missionary, yep. right? Paul was a missionary. God, you know, mm-hmm. a little thing about Paul was he persecuted the Christians. Then he had a, he did have a big baboom with God and saw that Jesus was real, right? And then came to him. But he's sitting here now after doing missionary. So he's been all over these places and, and been preaching and talking and training, right? But he's sitting here saying, yep. I'm a bond servant, meaning... I'll do whatever God wants me to do when he wants me to do it. And I'm volunteering for it. Yep. He was put into jail. But yet he still praised God in the letters that he wrote when he was in jail even, you know. He was still praising God for he was a witness to those that was holding him captive. So I just wanted to bring this point up to saying, you know. Sometimes what we have to do isn't glamorous. Sometimes yep. it can be the grunt work, like at Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, the grunt work. I worked um, home health in my life. And I also, in high school, worked at a daycare cleaning up. I hated that job. <laughs> because <laughs> kids make a whole lot of mess. <laughs> Especially in the bathroom. Um, yep. But it's that it still was needed, right? Somebody had to do it. And sometimes it's the grunt work. It's not the most glamorous stuff all the time that we are to do or that we're supposed to do in the moment. But it's yep. it's not necessarily... I think sometimes it can be that mindset of, okay, God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't understand why this is happening or why you're not opening up a different door for me, but I'm going to praise you at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can I share yep. a little bit about something that I've been going through the last two years? Sure. I might have said this on a different podcast, but, you know, for me, I had a moment because I've had surgeries and I've been at a place in my life where physically couldn't walk. And I was so discouraged and frustrated and couldn't figure out why this is happening. And what got me was this last time because I thought, okay, this last time I'm going to be completely done, no more surgeries, no more of this stuff, and then I couldn't walk hardly. And I got so discouraged. And I had a, why me, Lord, moment. And had to have it out with him. Meaning, I just had to be honest, and I, I didn't, but then I realized something. I realized mm -hmm. that, yeah, this is terrible, yeah, this is frustrating. And I think God knows that it's frustrating but what am I going to do in this moment am I just going to just give up or am I just going to praise God because God is still the same today as he was yesterday and that so it's, it's yep. okay not to be okay sometimes it's okay to have those why moments I really do believe it's mm -hmm. okay to have them but it's not okay yeah. to stay there and Absolutely. I did children's church for my dad's church and I sometimes got frustrated with it, but it was also really rewarding when the parent would come to me and tell me that their kid grasped something I said about prayer because they didn't feel good. So they was in their room praying for God to help them. Like just those little moments where I felt like I wasn't getting through some Sundays, but yet God still mm -hmm. used me. It's those things, right? Yep. So I guess I just wanted to clarify that because sometimes we can be going through that that grunt moment and have a okay not to be okay moment, but then realize that even when things aren't always so glamorous, to praise God, to serve God, to honor him where we're at. Yep. And so I just wanted to share that. <laughs> No, that's cool. No, and that is uh, absolutely true. We need to realize it may not be the glamorous, you know, glamorous thing, but we. The important part is this: Are you faithful with what God has placed before you? Are you faithful with the opportunities? Because one of the ways we can discover what God's called us to do is this: is through the opportunities that are presented before us. You have an opportunity to serve at one place or serve another place. And you're thinking, well, maybe this would be something I would like. Go ahead and take a step of faith and go towards towards that. So that's one of the ways God can speak to us, what he's called us to do is to be faithful in the opportunities that God has for us. Because you may have an idea that I want to do, like, for for instance, you know, you know, people think ministry. And if you break down ministry, there's 15 million yeah. directions you can go with with that area that people consider ministry. And so you're like, well, I feel called to ministry, but I don't know what to do. Well, take the advantage of the opportunities that are presented before you because God can use those opportunities to discover what he has ultimately called you and destined you to do in the direction of your life. Um, here's another thing to keep in mind, you know, Crystal, is this. We can tell what God's called us to do just by the simple desires of our heart. The Bible says in Psalms 37 verse 4, says this, take the light in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. So as we continue to serve God and go after God, he will place in us a, a desire 
and a passion on the inside of us. And we may think that's our own emotions or that's our own choice of feelings. But if we're continuing to serve the Lord and lines up with the word of God, it doesn't go against the character of God. Go ahead and pursue it and see if that's what God wants you to do. Because it's what we're faithful with in the moment that's presented before us that that changes everything for us. You know, going back to opportunities. John Bevere, uh, he's a great preacher and author. Uh, he had a staff member one time that was just so passionate about Africa. So much so he changed the desktop of his computer to have a map of Africa. And that's all he talked about was Africa, 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 Africa. So finally, what John Bevere did is John Bevere called the staff member to the office, said, listen, I'll give you a one-way ticket to Africa if you guys will go talk it over with your wife. But if you guys will go, I'll give you, you know, you've been talking about it so much. Why don't you go ahead and do this thing? And he, they went ahead and took advantage of that and went ahead and went to Africa and discovered that's where God wanted them to be at. And they devoted their whole lives to Africa. They even told their children, if you want to see us, you know, you know, basically see us in Africa. Even if we die, we're buried here in Africa because their heart's passion, uh, they discovered that by, by God giving them a desire and them taking advantage of an opportunity that was presented before them. So the thing is, uh, in order for us to do what we're called to do, take opportunities of the, uh, the stuff that's presented before you, even if it's grunt work and not glamorous, because in those things you'll discover what you're called to do and discover skills that's going to help you in the future for the doors that God opens in your life. So so we just need to change the way that we see those uh those things because we can neglect the present season in order to so get true. the next season. We neglect where we're at right now in order to get to the next big thing. And uh, and that's the wrong attitude. We need to be faithful where we're at because if we concentrate where we're at, then God will make uh, known when's the next step, when's the next season. He'll open up those doors and, and provide favor for you that eventually when you look back on all you can see, well, here's how God put everything together. Look what look what the Lord has so done. So true. And you know, to be honest, there was a season in my life I was guilty of of just doing that, of wanting to get to where I'm supposed to be. And I have learned over the years that it's not really even about the destination. It's all about that journey and being obedient where you're at. And mm -hmm. It's about, like, even when you get to where you feel like it's your destination, I once uh, listened to a sermon from Joyce Myers. She says, it's yep. not about um, the destination. It's all about the journey because, you know, she said she Absolutely. got where she thought she was supposed to go. And when she got there, then God put another dream on her heart, another thing. So it was all about that. It's all about the journey. It's not about a destination. And like, I'm learning that there's things that I did years ago that literally God has used in other ways and formed me and created me who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes my character. Think about Romans 5, uh, 1 through 5. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God mm -hmm. through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also... We have access by faith into this grace in yes. which we stand and rejoice in hope in the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the one 
sorry, because of the love of God um, has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The thing mm-hmm. is, is that everything that we go through, honestly, the tribulations we go through produces endurance, you know, pers- you know, it endurance yep. is that produces this perseverance, this endurance. It forms our character and our character also our hope, you know, like hope is, is what Joseph had. He had the dream, but yet he was going yeah. to persevere. He had perseverance through the tribulations. Every tribulation that Joseph went through, he still persevered, had this endurance, and praised God's name. And it formed him to who he was. And it gave him that endurance, that perseverance to keep pushing forward. And that he kept doing that. And it formed his character. And when his time came that he did meet his brothers, he didn't... um take revenge mm-hmm. on them. He forgave them. No. You know, and, yep. and I think going through what he went through, he saw God's blessings and God's God's um, covering over his life, even though his situations wasn't always the greatest. So, yep. that's what I know is that anything I went through, rather it's been grunt work which isn't really grunt work it's just what we the best way to describe it like yeah. honestly grunt work isn't grunt work if you just do it <laughs> but yeah. you know rather it's something that you don't necessarily want to do but you do it or if it's a mm-hmm. sickness or a job you don't like like sometimes we I know I've had jobs I didn't like I didn't like working at a quick fast food restaurant it just wasn't my thing but I did it for years you know Mm -hmm. rather it's a job we don't like or if it's you know just a situation that is hard to deal with or to handle I think it makes us who we Mm -hmm. are and I think in my case I am more sympathetic to other people that might be dealing with chronic illness or might be, you know, dealing with certain situations because I know where they are at, but I also know that who brought me out of them, which is God. And I also know that, you know, so it's, it's, it's those things. It forms who we are, which is why with that and with the different gifts that we have and with the different talents that we all have and the skills it makes each one of us unique. And no one's going to do the same yep. thing the exact same way. And I think that kind of goes back onto what we're talking about, you know, about hearing what God wants us to do and, and realizing about our purpose is you're not going to do something the exact same yep. way as someone else. And so we have that nature of comparing ourselves. Yep. Comparing ourselves to someone else. Yep. And not measuring up to the way they do it. Because the truth is, we're not going to measure up to someone else. Because we have a totally different way of doing it. And we're not supposed to measure up to someone else. Yep. We're supposed to be us. And we're supposed to be the best us that we can be. Through Christ. Yep. 
in fact, I'm glad that you uh, said said that because, uh, um, I, you know, it's interesting. You know, I work with my pastor. My pastor, his name is Eric Hansen, and I'm actually credentialed uh, through ministry uh, through him uh, through an organization called Fivefold International. And uh, when I was pursuing my ministerial creden- credentials with him. Uh, you know, he did my interview, of course, and when I got in there, I'm all, ner- you know, nervous about all this. I'm dreading the whole situation, you know, uh, uh, and uh, because it's just, a, you know, face-to-face interview, and he's going through the application and everything, asked me a couple of questions about it, and in the midst of the conversation, um, you know, uh, you know, I, he knew, uh, and I brought up that I liked Rob Parsley, who's a, a pastor of World Harvest Church in Columbus, Ohio. And I grew up watching Rob Parsley, dedicated watching his his broadcast. He used to be on TBN Monday through Friday at 3.30 after John Hagee. I remember I, I recorded the broadcast, rushed home from school, go ahead and watch it and uh, enjoy the uh, the broadca- uh, broadcast and learned a lot from Rob Parsley. And, I, and so he knew I liked Rob Parsley, but he shared with me one of the greatest uh, pieces of uh, ministry advice that anyone's ever gave to me. So this is my pastor, Eric Hansen. He said this. He looked at me and said, don't be Rob Parsley and don't be me. Be you. Be the best you that you could be. And a lot of times we think, especially in the ministry, I mean, obviously, I believe it can apply to everything else that we try to be someone else and try to put on their personality or or their mentality or mindset, uh, but especially in the ministry, we can look at uh, someone that has a bigger church than we do, a greater following than we do, got more likes on Facebook and more followers on YouTube than than we than we do, and uh, uh, so we're trying to think how do they get there, and so we try to get their messages, preach their messages, act exactly like them, try to do everything that they did to get those followers. But the truth is, God didn't call you to be that other person. God called you to be you and operate in the gifts and the talents and abilities that he's given us. We're not called to be someone else. We're called to be who exactly God's created us to be because it's the same Holy Spirit that anointed Rob Parsley or Eric Hansen or Bill Johnson or Joyce Meyer or whoever else that you look to and admire either in ministry and business or wherever. Uh, you know, you know, it's the same Holy Spirit that can anoint them to do ministry and do what they're called to do and be themselves. It's the same Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, working in you and helping you to be the best you that you can be in ministry and your calling and your destiny and that. So you don't have to be someone else. God called you to be exactly who you are, anointed by the Holy Spirit in order to do yeah. what God's called you to do. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that's something that sometimes we all need to be reminded of it. Recently, um, I'm going through a study on identity, but I ordered it and God laid on my heart, you know, the message of, you know, there's only one you. And it's something that I wish I realized whole lot sooner than I did like I mean but this last year the beginning of the year there was just this thing and so it's been coming together you know this message of there's only only be you like there's only one you right so just this uh thing but just knowing like our identity in Christ too is so important and knowing that we have this purpose um I don't know, it's just something that mm-hmm. 
I think is just so well needed. Because even when we, even when we know absolutely, it, um, sometimes receiving it sometimes or being reminded of it once in a while because sometimes we can get distracted as well, even knowing it, you know. Yep. And so I just like to me honestly, I'm just saying this because this is something that's actually coming up in my ministry of it's behind the scene works. Because it's a message that, you know, a lot of people need is, you know, what our identity is in Christ, that we have a purpose and that literally we just, there's only one us and we don't have to look like a different ministry or a different thing. We just have to be us. We have to just live our life for us, serve God. Yes. Like, it's like, honestly, I know people who... Like, I'm one that, honestly, I love music, but I don't like to sing all the time. But I like to listen to music. I like to do illustrations mm-hmm. and draw. So to me, praising God and worshiping can look different by listening to music and drawing. Or not listening to music at all and drawing, you know, things in a worship to God, you know? Being creative. Or anything else. Like, yep. it's just different for everyone. Like, I know people who love singing and could literally sing on a snap of a, a, a snap of a finger, and they're fabulous with it. And so, yep. it's just that beauty of it to know that you don't have to be like someone else, but you can appreciate someone else for who they are. Thank you for joining Royal Hope Podcast for another week. For more information, discussion, and much more, go to www.theroyalhope.com slash royalhopepodcast. Again, that's www.theroyalhope.com slash royalhopepodcast. And I'll see you next Wednesday.